I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've had enough and I need to speak my truth. Ooh, all right. Let's talk about it. So recently, the very hyped Beautiful World of Jeffree Star series by Shane Dawson has officially wrapped, and mm -hmm. it's left me feeling a little irritated. Some type of way. <laughs> yeah, I feel some type of annoyed kind of way. I don't know how to describe it, really, other than annoyed. <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie, same here. I don't know if it's necessarily annoyed. It's just, like, hanging. Like, I feel, I don't know. Let down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, or kind of like the veil was lifted from my eyes or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, before, when every episode launched, I was like, okay, maybe this is gonna be the one. Maybe this is gonna be the one. Maybe this is gonna be the one. Mm, and then it never happened. Came. Not to say that I didn't enjoy the series, because I did, actually. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know if that's partially because I am such a big fan of both Shane and Jeffrey. More so Shane because of all the series that he did do last year. I'm a fan as well. I mean, just to kind of explain my bias here, which is why I tuned in to begin with, I've become a big fan, really, of both Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star. I did actually follow him back in the MySpace days that Fruit Loops picture was iconic <laughs> and was the first time I ever saw a man in makeup and was like captivated. Who is I this think person? everybody was like captivated by Jeffrey on MySpace. Like if you're old enough to have MySpace, then you probably know who Jeffrey Star is, whether you want to or not. A hundred percent. Inadvertently came across his page or knew somebody who was following him. The fuchsia pink hair, the outrageous. Yeah, behavior, I definitely think the that wild serial music. picture is like iconic. It totally is. I mean, that's basically internet legend stuff, you know. And I wasn't really familiar with Shane Dawson until I got into YouTube in the last maybe two years You're or welcome. so, maybe less. But yeah, <laughs> thank you for creating an obsession that I really didn't need, but have it's now. It's a deep, dark hole, my friend. Welcome. <laughs> a deep, dark hole. It wasn't so dark, though, mind you, when I brought you in. Things were nice and bright, and then all of a sudden you jumped in right around Dramageddon, honestly. Probably like six months or so well, before probably Dramageddon, Dramageddon too, like really dropped in more than Dramageddon. Yeah. One. Not the yeah. first. And for anyone listening who's like, what are these girls babbling about? <laughs> uh, we're really referring to the beauty community on YouTube and all of the drama that seems to ensue in their circle of right. friends. And honestly, big air quotes I think you'd be surprised friends. about how many people actually are aware of the beauty guru industry and the drama that goes on in them because they have actually made their way into news outlets, shocking enough, and into the tabloids and into the papers and stuff like that. So... I wouldn't be surprised if people who weren't actually very involved into YouTube world actually knew what was going on. I think a lot of YouTube stars within the last few years have actually crept up on the mainstream media, not for the best of no. reasons, albeit you had Logan Paul pop up after his Suicide Force Which video. Which inadvertently brought Jake Paul into the scene. Absolutely. I didn't even watch Logan Paul or Jake Paul before those, but not going to lie, after that I did... Uh, 
my own little dive into the whole world. And when you do, you see that these people have tens of millions of followers. It's kind of outrageous to me that there are these channels on YouTube that have such an incredible audience and you may not know who they are whatsoever until something is pushed into your focus. What's alarming to me is the fact that there's so many uh, young, very young kids watching these people who are very much adults and behaving like children because they know they have a younger audience but I don't think it's appropriate you know like I think there's something wrong with that and I mean I've seen I believe it was Philip DeFranco who's done like a little bit of uh, information on how these older YouTubers are pushing like their merch and everything like this and it's like having Mm -hmm. Spongebob do the commercials right because everybody would say oh there's no problem with advertisements and everything like that we're subjected to them all the time we should be kind of conditioned to this right but there is a difference when it is Spongebob holding the item versus some random kid there is and actually interestingly enough it was Shane Dawson himself who said that to Jake Paul in his Jake okay, Paul so docuseries on YouTube not... last year okay my it bad guys I think he mentioned it I think he did like a little like clip on that whole little bit or something and that's why he did he gave face to Shane Dawson because he was getting a lot of flack for that series for kind of pandering to Jake Paul and trying to quote unquote humanize him or put him in a sympathetic kind of light and Phil DeFranco was essentially giving Shane Dawson a pass by saying well at least he said this one core piece which is you are selling to children at a rate that's not regulated like it is on their TV cartoons you know he's got mid rolls everywhere and I could go on and on about Jake Paul and all of that. Well, this is what I was just going to say. It's interesting that he was the one who said all of this to Jake Paul, seeing as that's kind of what he just did, is it not? Well, that's what he's getting in trouble for. So he had a very successful series with Jeffree Star last year. It kind of catapulted both of them into the forefront, whether you were into the beauty community or not, because they did have completely separate fan bases. So there were a lot of eyes on the series. I think because everybody was very interested in Jeffrey and honestly wanted a deeper view into that world or his world, right? And I think it really did give Jeffrey a kind of little bit of redemption in like a lot of people's eyes and kind of gave him a second chance that he wouldn't have gotten without that series because people never gave him a chance before Shane did. No, he's been surrounded by controversy his entire public life. And I think he has made attempts or has put out statements where he's tried to say that he's changed, but you know, people will take it for face value. So after the success of the first docuseries, he went on to do the Jake Paul one, which was also really well received, but not without criticism. But it all led up to the current series, The Beautiful World of Jeffree Star. And boy, did he ever pop off a juicy trailer. He definitely did. I was so captivated and not gonna lie, both of us were super excited. We were in the depth 
depths of drama get into. You know, we both went back and mm-hmm. forth all the time about what was going on. And as soon as the video got launched, we watched it. And knowing that they were a part of that and how much impact it had on us, I feel like the whole audience just wanted to see what the impact was on them. You know, what was their reaction when they saw this thing going through? And a lot of people even said that, especially after he went live on his Instagram and did a little story after the palette launched. And he basically said that he didn't know if he was going to do another episode or continue the series. And Mm -hmm. that's when things really got crazy. Well, people were expecting nine episodes. That's another thing. So we had the juicy trailer. Like, let's start from the beginning. Because I mean, it's so easy to jump around because there's so much going on. Well, that's kind of part of my frustration, too, was this is really a year of hype like a whole year of hype. They announced that they were doing this new series together. Everybody knew that it was about the palette because they had already talked about doing that publicly. So we knew the makeup was going to be in there. That wasn't like a shocker. But during that year of filming in May, everything went wild in the beauty community. There was Dramageddon 2, which was between James Charles and Tati Westbrook primarily. But of course, because of the way the community is networked Jeffree Star got involved and kind of Shane was sort of collateral Mm -hmm. on the end like he was sort of just in the middle of everything happening collateral just because everybody has so closely related now Jeffree and Shane like anything either one of them does it's like they're tied together or you know they're talking to each other about it so it's like one can't do anything without the other one being mentioned in there something no it reflects on the other for better or for worse so that's kind of how their relationship has been bundled but everyone knew that they were filming and everyone knew that this happened during filming on top of other crazy drama we had the break-in at jeffree star's makeup Which I did touch warehouse on as well. yeah. so briefly i feel I like mean, anything so that had briefly. any actual substance that the audience really wanted to see they touched on briefly like shane's audience not jeffree's audience not the makeup community you know they're de- they're mm. different they are separate before this shane was not a part of the beauty totally. community it wasn't it wasn't symbiotic you know what I mean and that's why I feel like he felt like he had to prove himself so hard and maybe that's where some of the missteps came in maybe but at the same token he kind of branded himself as like "Ooh, I'm all about the tea like he really leaned into that whole like I love the drama I love the controversy but I want it to have a good resolution yeah he always came at it from as respectful or sympathetic of a position as possible but at the end of the day like boy loved some tea like he's like yeah let's sip it let's talk it let's spill it like let's go so that was all going on during so we kind of were hoping there would be something especially since in the moment there was a lot of questions a lot of relationships kind of just fell off with no real explanation so for something that was so public and hitting like mainstream news media not just entertainment news mainstream newsroom channels were talking about this Dramageddon and all the subscribers that James Charles was losing and the allegations against him, which were really unsubstantiated at that time. It was just gossip, right? So everyone wanted to know what was really going on. Then time goes by. No one's really thinking about it that much anymore. People seem to have moved on, albeit friendships are left a little rocky. And then they announce officially that the trailer is coming out and the series is going to start launching. So people are hyped. And trailer comes out and it 
it oh is my god so it was good. so good i it think was i like watched it five trailer. times like it was so good it felt like it hit all the buttons for me i was like okay this is exactly what we thought it was gonna be like i love the way that they cut it. it like it was fast but that's what a trailer is it's like snapshots of like right. trying to Teasers. entice you trying to grab your attention and it worked totally teased totally worked so episode one airs I don't even know how long after, but episode one comes and it was good. Like you and I actually made plans to get together and watch mm-hmm. it together in person because we were so excited to see Oh, I'm see sure there it. was many viewing parties, honestly. Like I can't imagine there not being just because exactly like you said, there was so much hype and so much build up to it. We were all waiting for this for over like for a year. Right. And we knew that there was nine episodes coming because Jeffree Star had actually come out and said it. Yeah, we were told that there was going to be nine episodes. So no one was expecting everything to go like super hardcore for the first episode, but you Mm. were hoping it would be a setup for what was to come, (laughs) hopefully. And episode one, like I said, was really good. You and I were both mega impressed with the like movie star quality intro that they had and the music choices and everything seemed really good. But at the end of the day, I remember we finished and we looked at each other and we were like, they've been filming for a year and this was literally a day. I was like, it's not possible for them to be able to actually go through everything. Like right away, we knew that like the rug was being pulled from under us, you know, like, if they were only we showing day immediately. one in the first episode, like just day one, what else? Where are they going to go? Yeah. How could they possibly cover nine months of content of filming? It's just not possible. No. I would love to see the raw footage that Andrew has. Like, I can only imagine the things he has on camera. Oh, the amount of money people would pay. They are so lucky Andrew's such a close friend because he could make a killing selling that raw footage off to like Keemstar or some drama channel. TMZ would buy it. Yes, true. It's true. Because it got that big. It got that much public attention anyway so we keep watching religiously Uh every episode that comes out and we're trying to figure out from the titles what's going to be and you know you expected some stuff to come like even there was the one called the failure of Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star was like maybe that's the one that they're gonna do it in like or even when like they touched on a little bit of what was going on with Morgan and the beauty community and when they go on the brand trips and all of that I was like ooh, okay maybe we're getting into it now but no it was like a a minute that's it like a minute it was so quick it was a blip it was a blip in like an hour to an hour and 20 minute long video Mm -hmm. so 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 short and there was no real wrap-up or ending to that either. It was just, like, no. said, and that was that. And then, like, Jeffrey said his little bit on how, like, nobody should ever feel like that. And that was it. It was really abrupt. It Almost so short that you're kind of like, why did you even include right. that in the series? What was the point? Like, I really like watching Morgan. I feel like from what I see her as, she comes off very genuine and kind of relatable real girl right. style. But Versus all these made-up like gorgeous like 10 10 10s across the board 10s 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 across the board yeah as relatable and 
entertaining as she is to watch, I felt like it was kind of an odd piece to include in the series, especially when he knew what his audience was craving. He literally pulled the audience on Instagram and they said, give us the drama. We like the business stuff, but show me the drama. Right. To be fair, it was 50-50 pretty much for drama and business. But I mean, when your audience is like 20 million, that's like 10 million people you are upsetting if you do not deliver and when your teaser featured it so heavily you had better make sure that you touch on some of this stuff so episode one goes by well received episode two people are still engaged by three four and five people were kind of like what are you like where is it coming what's going on like There were a lot of questions, and rightfully so, from his audience, kind of criticizing him about saying that he was going to discuss certain things and not delivering, which he has somewhat of a tendency to do. Now, I didn't believe this until you saw or until you sent me that video. He's an art channel on YouTube. Well, it was. His name is D'Angelo Wallace. He's a young kid, but I like his perspective. He's a little sassy, but I love that. Yeah, he was definitely harsh, but I do think it was interesting to see the perspective of somebody who maybe isn't a Shane Dawson fan, right? Or isn't already invested into Shane or Jeffrey. So, I mean... I don't disagree necessarily with what he was saying. I think he was a little harsh, but I mean, when you really think about it, I was like, hmm, did he deliver? Was this just a commercial ad? Was I duped? Was I watching, how many hours? Oh my God, six episodes times an hour plus 20 minutes or so here and there. Some of them were like, yeah, so like, seven hours of my life and it was a commercial that's so confusing yeah well that's what the feedback was so everyone knew it was coming and that's how i feel now it's just confused it's like what, what did i just I don't know watch how to feel. like was this the docuseries that you promised for a year that you hyped with your trailer it was really confusing and then after the sixth episode aired that was just before the palette officially launched for sale he launched the palette and mm-hmm. then he kind of went radio silent for a bit came back on. Fair enough. I can only imagine how crazy the launch and everything was for them. I mean, they launched and then they flew out to the Mall of America literally the same day. So I can only imagine how crazy and exhausting those like 48 hours were for him when he's not a very uh, extroverted person as is. So to have to be so extroverted for 48 hours, it's got to be a lot on somebody. So I can imagine, like I understood the going like dark for like a week or whatever fair enough but then like when he went on instagram instagram live and started to say that he didn't know if he how or how to end the series or he felt like the last one was the finale i was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. we do (laughs) back up we do but how but why explain you know because like i get it like it was like a cute little ending of a montage and like that was a nice way to wrap it up with like a pretty little bow but the reality is it's not a pretty no. little bow. There was a launch and there was a bunch of chaos that happened at the launch. And then on top of that, where has the drama yeah. been? When are we addressing well, even this? Even more than that, you then you had Jeffrey and Shane coming on saying, we're going to show you all the behind the scenes of launch day and what happened. And then he goes on Instagram right. and he's like, I felt like that was the end. And we were like, um, hi, no, 
sorry. But you filmed this day. You were there and you were filming. So what was the purpose of filming this if you were just going to archive it for yourself? Like that is fine if that was your intentions and you just wanted to have like those memories to keep for yourself. But then you shouldn't have promised these things. I mean, you got to be careful when you say things to the internet because the internet does not forget. We're like an elephant. Like it just does not go no, away. And with every deadline that he said was coming that he didn't meet and not just this series, just in general, even saying the nine or eight, eight or nine episode long series when really in reality it was six and you forced it to right. be seven. So. And then he came on and said, I don't even know who said nine. There's footage of Jeffrey saying nine. He Why would he make that number right. up, right? I, I don't understand. Right. Or why would he say that number if he didn't get some Confirmation. sort of like kind of number from right. Shane? Now, okay. Like, that's his name out there, exactly. too. So he comes on Instagram. People are not happy. So he obviously realizes, okay, I need to have a real finale, like make a final episode, which would be number seven. So he posts on Twitter and says, I'm finally editing the finale. I think I know the direction I want to take it. Thank you for giving me the time to do it. Because this had been almost three weeks since the last episode aired. And I checked out Twitter because I'm savvy like that. And the response was not very positive from all walks of his audience. They were just reading him. Yeah, I feel like as soon as he did the Instagram live, Twitter went freaking crazy. You know, everybody just was like, whoa, wait a second, you know, like what is going on? Yeah, I mean, there were some tweets that I actually screenshotted for the purpose of making this episode because I thought it spoke so strongly to what we're talking about, which is feeling like you've been duped by a creator that you really love and you want to support. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, when the dust settles, you're kind of like, but wait, did you just make me watch a seven hour ad? Because I'm like not feeling it anymore. Right. There were many people who just straight up said, we've been clickbaited. Yeah, that was actually verbatim one of the tweets. We've been clickbaited. <laughs> just yeah. calling like, it. Just straight up. Another, we've been duped. Please include Dramageddon. It was heavily teased in the trailer, but we've not seen anything about it. People just feeling Yeah, I felt sad for more so some of the fans who have been, like, with him since the beginning. Like, one said, so wait, you release your palette and it's pretty much done. Just enough to get your coin. Mm. Thinking emoji face. I love your videos. Honestly, I've been watching since the days of Chris Crocker. But dot, 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 dot. Okay. Yikes. And that's kind of how I feel like most of us feel, you know, is the dot, 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 dot. Okay. Another pretty harsh one. The six hour ad has served its purpose. Like people really did feel like it was just the greatest marketing campaign to ever succeed. But at the same time, people were aware that it was kind of just an advertisement, like an in-depth look at the process of creating this palette and marketing it and the business side, which is great. Which, don't get me wrong, was intriguing and I was totally interested and invested in seeing that, but I can imagine much of Shane's audience was not. Because his whole position is, I'm the relatable guy, I'm the outsider, I don't fit in this mold of beauty creator, which was where his whole anxiety or hesitation supposedly was coming from about releasing the palette in general. So his core audience, his true fan base, wanted to see a sort of an expose on the makeup community from his perspective of being an outsider. He even touched on it in his Instagram story where he said, I kind of wanted to do the mean girls thing, you know? 
outsider goes in right and when he pitched that i was like why are we not getting this like that is gold that is gold the 90s are everything right now and then you want to do like a spin on like mean girls on the beauty community like where is this footage where are these edited clips because you said it's already edited as well he said he had an hour long video if not hour and a half long video edited for drama and then because the feedback from twitter was obviously so harsh he did release his finale and you and i were shocked to see the first like five minutes were completely focused on that but also didn't actually talk about anything substantial they really just showed his reaction and very pared down versions of it to what was going on at that time kind of glossing over months of drama so at the end of it all again you and I got together to watch the finale because we thought we started this together let's finish it together we even streamed a couple episodes together because we were engaged we really wanted to see it so when all is said and done I guess I really want to ask you do you feel like you were completely clickbaited by Shane Dawson with this series I feel like yes (laughs) I feel yes (laughs) it's rough because it's never like nice to know that you've kind of been like duped in a sense Mm -hmm. but I mean I've kind of like hook line sinker baby i want the product i want the merch i want it all he got me yeah he got me gotcha (laughs) i haven't bought it yet mind you but that's only because like it was like impossible to obtain so i wasn't even gonna put myself through the anxiety of trying to get on that website so he said it was permanent so i was like Mm -hmm. okay i'll just pick it up next time well plus the canadian dollar is the problem like let's just but you bet i'm gonna pick it up especially (laughs) when that emerald shade launches you bet you bet see but you know what i mean like i'm still the final episode and d'angelo wallace touched on this in his episode or his um video i didn't even think about this but really the finale itself was still an ad even though the palette had already sold out because now they talked about the revisions to the mini controversy palette and they put that emerald Mm -hmm. green color in there that i was dying for and i was dying for it because i've been back like i just oh i can't like it's too good it's too good i mean but yeah i was mm. tricked but they did a good job at it so i mean am i mad i don't know see and that's where my my irritation comes and i mean i tried to kind of be playful in the beginning and my truth and all that nonsense but that is the clickbait (laughs) like i tried to clickbait all of you in the beginning too just by saying the truth (laughs) dot 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 which is classic clickbait titles for anyone who's trying to get you to watch and go deeper into whatever it is they're actually talking about so yeah there's many ways people try to clickbait you like i've been duped many a times Mm -hmm. by titles that are like my boyfriend cheated on me crazy ex-roommate story you know what i mean like those story time ones yeah those ones get me so good but like they know that that's gonna be clicked on like a million times so they're like let me just put this garbage out here and let people indulge (laughs) and then if you pair a catchy headline or title like that with a clickbaity thumbnail or like a shocked face (gasps) oh my gosh expose put the word expose or oh my god 
god on the thumbnail. Some like X emoji. <laughs> yeah, like craziness, right? Or even just posting pictures of celebrities or YouTube stars or anyone popular at that time to kind of be like, oh, is this about them? Like even Phil DeFranco, I really respect what he does on his YouTube channel now. I thoroughly enjoy his news TLDRs, but he oh, will. I've been a longtime fan. I've been watching him since college days with Corinne in That's our amazing. Uh, apartment. We used to watch him. It was like a news channel episode for us. We didn't have actual TV, right? So we were like, <laughs> oh, Philip DeFranco on Wednesdays. Cool beans. Still getting my news. And it's like and every single in. day that he, he posts, right? So like I watch his videos all the time and he is not ashamed to admit that he loves having a story about somebody that he can just put their photo in the thumbnail and he knows it generates it views. He talks right. about that with Kylie Jenner. He says that it happens even generates with views BTS. on the algorithms. And that's mm-hmm. the thing, right? Clickbaiting is like wired into the programming. It's playing into how the internet is designed to attract people to your page. But my biggest issue with that is how sustainable is that in the long term? Like, I really do love, I feel weird saying I love him, but I love his content. I love Shane Dawson's content. I love Jeffree Star's content. I even own two palettes myself and I'm not a makeup person, but they are like so, 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 so good. So I support, I, I, I stand. Like, I hate saying it, but I stand. So I feel really, I don't know. I feel icky almost, like, knowing that I was probably clickbaited. I was a little bit deceived here. And it makes me feel irritated, annoyed, kind of off-put by his content in general. And I'm kind of like, Mm. is is that the consequence? Yeah, is that the consequence of you clickbaiting people so consistently or so dramatically that Mm -hmm. anything you do after that doesn't really hold water? Because I'm like, are you just playing me again or are you really going to deliver this time? So how does that... With Shane, I feel like it's really going to depend on what he does his next series on. And honestly, I have no idea what he's going to do. I don't even think he knows at this point where to go from here. I mean, even in like the finale... Morgan asks him like what oh what are you gonna do next and she's all excited and he looks like a ghost like he the rug like was he just pulled out from under him he did so I don't think he even knows really what he wants to do next I think if it has anything to do with sales then yeah I'm gonna feel some type of way about shame yeah like no more product but at the same time like even his docuseries on Jake Paul and Tana with TanaCon the product was the YouTuber those people were falling out of favor in the public opinion so those docuseries are credited for essentially saving these people's careers so that they Mm -hmm. can then peddle their own products and anything else that they want just to maintain that level of fame notoriety right, and but money there was no benefit to shane so i don't necessarily no. think that was clickbait well I think was it maybe no it was benefit clickbait a little like bit because of like the of celebrity views. aspect yeah mm-hmm. because of the celebrity aspect right so i think that part of it is clickbaity but i don't know because it was just also so like revolutionary to do a series like that in general like TanaCon was like the first one ever that's and yeah that was like unlike anything anybody's ever seen so like i don't know if you can call that clickbait because it was so original you know i don't know it's 
very well, that leads into messy. my final point, really, and a term that I'm going to try and like coin here myself. So like clickbait versus hookbait. Okay, so right. clickbait would be maybe the beautiful world of Jeffree Star, whereas hookbait was the Tanacon series because I was freaking Or even hooked. the original like Jeffree Star yes. series would have yes. been a hookbait, right? Absolutely, because although you knew that it was flashy and it was meant to get your attention and to pique your interest and to force you to click, the clickbait was there, but the content itself supported it. So you didn't mm-hmm. feel like a deception it was attractive in its own and even if he didn't hit on every single thing that he promised to deliver what he did deliver was very satisfying so mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going to be a clickbaiter you'd better deliver so right. that's just it bring me the hook bait not the clickbait I agree but on that note I think we are just at that time for the random report And it's extra exciting this week because it's my turn. Now, don't pat yourself on the back too early, sister dear, because I've got a little bit. Well, considering mine was so atrocious last time. I feel like I can only go (laughs) up from here. So (laughs) now I won't lie. That gives me a little bit of a, you know, confidence boost true because mine was so pitiful but I won't lie I was fully prepared to be vengeful and like really screw you and pick like a random like science term or something and just watch you make an ass of of yourself no I thought of a word but okay good for you oh I didn't think of one that's why I'm saying it (laughs) maybe I will still pop off my science word um, now you've got me second guessing myself. I was going to be kind to you, but you were just kind of rude to me. I there, wasn't being so... feisty. I was just being like, oh, good for you, because I actually didn't do <laughs> oh, research or pick a word. Oh, because people say good for you, that always is like a positive thing, right? That ain't ever like too It's sided. not always a negative <laughs> thing, negative Nancy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, for anyone who hasn't listened to episode one of season two, Go back, take a listen. It's a goodie. But that's the first intro to our new game, The Random Report, where we try to trick our sister by <laughs> saying one random word off the top of our heads or maybe prepared in order to take down your sister in vengeance for your pitiful report previous <laughs> episode. <laughs> if you want to see a good example of a sister takedown, uh, listen to Ooh. last week's episode. You're really, okay, you know what? I think you're getting the the science word. I'll save my other one for your next report. But (laughs) one sister gives the topic, the other becomes the random reporter, and Carly is our random reporter for the day, and we'll have 60 seconds to deliver uh, a report on a topic (laughs) of my choosing. So are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Your random report topic is... Mitochondria. Mitochondria. Mm -hmm. This is one of the cells, and it is a powerhouse, much like myself, because my sister doesn't think I know science. However, as a professional reporter, I can quickly figure out that the mitochondria is a cell... (laughs) In the biochemical process of the cells, known as cellular respiration, 
Um, yeah, but anyways, you can learn more about the mitochondria if you check out some really great scientists like Bill Nye. I'm sure he's got a really great video on this to present to you on the mitochondria, our powerhouse of the system. Don't forget that, because without it, you ain't got no power. That is a wrap on your random report on the mitochondria. (laughs) And I have to say, I'm awfully impressed uh, that you pulled out that elementary school knowledge and referred to it as the powerhouse of the cell. I remember drawing the cell, okay? And it was green and blue and like I colored it in and I remember this, but that's about it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did better than expected. I won't lie. I'm going to give you like... A bonus for adding Bill Nye the Science Guy yeah. because how can you not get a bonus that was a for good that? Pump. I was so like, I don't know anything, but I'm sure he does. <laughs> so I'm curious, how would you rate yourself on your own random report? I'm not going to give my rating first. I want to hear what you have to say objectively. Oh. Okay, objectively, I'm going to give you a five out of ten. Okay. So. I mean, I really wanted to take you down, but I was impressed with you saying Powerhouse and Bill Nye. So those are really where your two and a half points came each. So I mentioned science, too. Five out of ten. Yeah, you just said the word science a couple times. (laughs) Science. Not like I mentioned science. Bill Nye, the science guy. (laughs) Science is cool, everybody. (laughs) So... If you enjoyed that random report and all the random goodness that you heard in today's episode, make sure you go back, check out some of our previous ones, and stay tuned for upcoming episodes. We release new ones every other Wednesday on all your favorite platforms, so make sure you search for The Random Sisters and you'll find us. Yeah, and if you're looking for even more random goodness, be sure to follow us on our social medias. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, both at TRS underscore podcast underscore don't forget that extra random underscore at the end and we also have a facebook going this season and it's also got inside of that facebook a little group called the random family chat now we really want you guys to feel like this is a safe place for you to go speak your mind say anything about episodes or maybe even talk about topics that you want to see on the episodes in the future but this is your safe place so be sure to check it out and you can find us on facebook at the random sisters podcast yeah give us a like drop us a line whatever just join the conversation become part of the random family it's a good time (laughs) trust me we have a lot of fun over here we sure do and until then stay real stay random 